Welcome to episode 169 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 169 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Been better. Yeah, you've been better. But I'm going to battle through. <laughs> you gave me an email yesterday, I'm not sure if I can do it, Bevan, I'm a bit sick. Uh, I'll pull through for the team. I might have that, that radio voice on Ooh. today, though. No, the Barry White voice makes Barry sexy. Yeah. Belinda was here, I'd have to say, look, control yourself. That's right. <laughs> Alright, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com For the world's most amazing smelling coffee. Trybuys.com We can get your cool clothes that are going to end up being smelly And Athlinks.com We can tell everyone how smelly you are It's a beautiful thing Okay, in this week's show we've got, we've got a few things coming up We've got news, we've got age group of the week High five on triathlon etiquette mm-hmm. Which I did find kind of funny when I read through it Good Because it, we're being a bit of a hypocrite in some years Yeah Website of the week, and then we've got a few questions and answers and comments from you guys at the end of the show. So, news is brought to you by xtry.com. Go on there, check out the latest news every day, and check out what they've got happening on their website. Mm. And first of all, we've got some results, and Ultra Man. I haven't actually checked to see if they've got the results up there yet or not. I don't not. think they have. I had a look in. Uh, go to the homepage, Acuel. This is, uh, we probably should have done our P's properly here. Well, if you're turned up on time. If you know? I turned up on time, we yeah. had, uh, there we go. Results. Uh, yeah. That's the first club. I think the first place was Pierre Blair from uh, Narbonis. And second place was Vincent Canet. And third place was Jacques Escardi. Yeah, and the times, unfortunately. Doesn't have the times. And we can't really tell where the first female is, unfortunately. So apologies to the females. We talked about that race last week. It looks like an awesome, awesome race if you want to go and do a very, very challenging race. Uh, details are up on k226.com. It's down in the. The Pyrenees, where they've been doing the tour um, about a week ago, and uh, some some tough climbs. What do you think about the tour now? Oh, yesterday's stage is pretty good. Yeah, but it's been non-eventful now, isn't it? Well, it would, as I said last week, it would not. It would be a fantastic, what pretty wide open race. Obviously, Contador's a favourite if they didn't have the team time trial. So yeah. Armstrong got smashed yesterday, and he's still in second place because of the team time trial. Mm. So it's still got a few some really exciting days to come with the. the, the do you think it's over time. or? I think it's over probably for first. I think it's going to be really exciting to see who gets second and third, though. Um, yeah. And that's, I think Contador looks the strongest in providing heat and time trial well. It shouldn't he be. blew away, eh? Hey? Just oh, see yeah. yeah, it was yeah. awesome. But, yeah. um, but, you know, Armstrong is in second, but he lost a bit of time. And uh, so the time trial and the stage to move on to are going to be very, very interesting towards the end of the week. Okay. We also had the 70.3 environment, and it was a pretty interesting race, eh? Yeah. Uh, Joe Gambles took the race out in 3.49. Craig Alexander was there, but apparently he had some, uh, some tummy, issues. tummy problems. Yep. Uh, Simon Thompson second, Leon Griffin third. Girl side of things, Joanna Zeiger was uh, taking it out on the, the, um, what the swim there? bike, but she seemed to, she often does that, just goes off and, and hammers away at the front and then um, blows up. Sometimes she doesn't, and she won the 70.3 champs last year by doing that. Yep. So Pip Taylor took it out in 4.20, Tyler Stewart in second 4.21, and Dee Dee Griesbauer in 4.23. I mean, something kind of sad happened at the race, didn't it? Or a tree fell down. <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, it was sad, but it was kind of... Kind of uh, almost unbelievable. It was up on k226.com. Yeah, so so an oak tree fell down during the race and it injured three athletes. It fell on somebody's back wheel. I mean, how's wow, that the bad luck? Like, you're riding along. I mean, you understand a tree falling down and maybe people crashing into it because they weren't concentrating, but yeah. if actually the odds of a tree Fall. falling on you are pretty slim, so that's a bit of bad luck. I wonder if he saw it happening. 
I wonder if he saw it coming and tried to get under it quickly, or if he was just running along and it just boom. Yeah, I guess if it goes across the whole road, you kind of, and if you're not going to be able to break in time, I guess, I guess you could try to swerve and miss it, but yeah. Tough luck. What was the guy's name? Was it on there? Uh, Howard Holmworth. Holmworth, and then Jim Brimmer of Brentwood. They both got taken out by the tree. Hard luck story of the day. He fell into the tree after it fell. (laughs) (laughs) Break your heart. Classic. So it was a good old-fashioned vine man. Hope they had a good day there. And then lastly, we've got the forestman. Okay, so last week we did the forestman results, and we got an email through from old Thomas Peoples saying, well, actually... We may have done last year's results. But they weren't sorted correctly either. We were, we were a <laughs> bit confused. Our fault. We were, we're taking no responsibility. But they're down... Uh, uh, it's not them there. Is it them there? Oh, yeah, that's, that's it. Yep. So the, the official results now are Bevan. Uh, we've got Austin Mills took it out in the time of 10.28. Sam Lane, 10.45 in second. And, and Nathan Black, 10.58. But the reason Thomas wanted to send through the email was because who came fourth? Thomas, Thomas John Newsom Peoples. <laughs> He's got the best nickname out of everybody. And the girls side of things, Debbie Shaw took it out in 12.13. And then Tracy. Ta- Tanya Ray oh, was second. And then your one was third there. Oh, okay. Tracy Hellstein. Yeah. Apparently it's a really well run race. Uh, it's growing in numbers and growing in popularity over there in the UK. So if you're looking for a... You know, rather than going all the way across to a WTC race or uh, if you want to keep it close to home for you pommies, it's a, it's a good one to look at. Yeah, totally. Okay, what else we've got? We've got Lake Placid coming up this weekend. We were checking out the field before, and to be honest, it's a little bit weak, isn't it, John? Yeah, we just see this time and time again across all the, all the Ironman races. You tend to get one or two good guys, and then, um, you know, I guess the really good guys seem to have gone to Rote and, uh, and Ironman Germany. But, um, yeah, this weekend, Ironman Lake Placid, uh, number one seed is Peter Verbrusik. Which Peter is a bloody good performer, and he, you know, like he really deserves to be up there at the top. You know, he always gets in the top half of the field, or the pros at least. But to be number one is pretty rare for him, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, number one seed, and then I think probably the he's number seven, but he's probably the I'd say joint race favourite would be Jason Shortus. Um, hasn't done too much this year. Yeah, he's he not done a much cons- in a while, has he? Yeah, but he's still a consistent performer. If he's if he can just get it together a little bit on the saw on the bike, he's such a good runner that he can run so many people down. Uh, who else have we got in there? We've got. Yeah. The swim's really slick as well, isn't the it? The swim's pretty slick, and he, yeah. he just sometimes. Um, if he's got it, he's got it. And if yeah, not, yeah, struggles on the bike, but he usually runs pretty well. There's really not many other names that I'm, I'm particularly familiar with. There's Dave Harju is there. Um, third seed is Paul Fritschi. Never heard of him, unfortunately. Um, I'm going down the limb here. I think somebody's going to get on the podium because he's from Germany. Mark Twisik, or Twelsik. He's going to get on the podium. Okay, I'm going to say Daniel's going to let us know about him. Okay. Yeah, Daniel will do that. Okay, and on the girls' side of things, we've got Hillary. Who else have we got? We've got Sam McGlone. Oh, yeah. That's going to be interesting to see what sort of return she makes because she's had that um, Achilles problem, I think, that that pulled her out of Kona last year. Haven't seen her name come up at all this year, so I guess this is her big chance to get back in the the swing of it. Um, (coughs) Tara Norton's racing. Apparently, she's had a few um, injury issues, so... um, Who said that last name? April... Galatly. Good old Galatly. Yeah, Her that. occupation is bringing sexy back again. Interesting. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping she's sexy. So you'd have to think that um, if Sam McGlone is, is injury free, she's going to smoke it and probably um, second to maybe be a bit of a battle between Kim Loeffler, Hilary Biscay, Tara, um, if she's you know fit. Um, yeah, so see what oh, happens. Good, Tara. Good, luck. good luck, Tara. 
Yeah. Good seat. Good old good friend of the show. Okay, and then what else we got? iPods and rows. So we had right. some, Oh, here right. we go. Right. John's got his angry face back on. Right. Not my bad. I was gonna I was gonna do a rant of the week, but I've decided with instead of having a separate section for rant of the week, yeah. um I'm just gonna do rants when I feel like it. Oh really? So you're just gonna you're just gonna become a moaner. I was very yeah, I am, I am. I was windy, very, windy very disappointed where somewhere I somebody sent us a picture, I think it was of Rebecca Keat running along and she was wearing an iPod and Ray. And she was your performance of the day, wasn't she? She was. That <laughs> has that has since been revoked. <laughs> So that has been revoked. We may go back and edit last week's show. So it's not even in the histories. It's. I don't even want that. I just think it's just not on wearing iPods and races. Not acceptable. But hey, in the challenge races, it's it's allowed. I'm not saying it's it's not allowed. I'm saying it's not. So you're the saying spirit ethically, of sport. yeah, the spirit of sport. You should not be wearing an iPod when you're racing. Would you wear an iPod if you went and played a game of rugby league? Well, but it's a different sport. It's a stupid no, question. No, it's not. <laughs> it's no, a it's stupid not. question. It's not a stupid question. It's not in the spirit of the sport. I have to admit, as much as I am pro iPods, and I, and I think you know, for a lot of people using iPod in races, probably not in, their, in, in some races, is it necessarily a bad thing? I have to admit, if, if the idea of going to a marathon and seeing all the pros wearing an iPod does seem a little bit odd, mm. and uh, and so yeah, but hey, it's in the rules. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's nothing against them doing it. If, yeah. if it's, it's the sport as a governing body that they need to really decide what's going to happen here. Is it going to be something that's going to be allowed, or if it, is it not? And oh. a decision needs to be made either way. Yeah, it's it's a shocker. She's had a shocker. She's, <laughs> so she's shocker. no longer the performance of the week. No, no. Who did that? It's got kind of Richard Usher now takes full kudos for performance of the week uh, at Rote. Okay, well now we're talking about Rote challenge. Rote entries for next year are now open, and if you think about doing it, get don't wear your iPod. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to email Felix and say it's a disgrace. No, because the thing is, he wore one. I know. And I'm going to say he's a disgrace. He, oh, really? Are you just? Yes. CC me in on that email, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this. It's your disgrace. I'll put it on our website. Okay, uh, so if you want to do Challenge Row, it's a great race. We, we always talk about how great it is. And, and Ollie from Camp Care Car and Glenn yep. did it, and they caught yep. up when they were there and stuff. Nice. So, and Ollie managed to do like a 30-minute PB. Nice. But under his 12 hours. So Very Solid. Yeah, loving his work on that one. Um, NA Sport not guilty, NWTC not guilty on dying athlete in swim. Now, this is a pretty interesting article. Did you read it? I didn't read the article. I just read the, the clip. It, um, it's up on tryjuice.com. Um, mm. So we talked about it a number of weeks ago about the guy who died, I think it was in... 2006. In, in, in Panama Beach. So that must have been in, yeah. in Ironman, Florida. And he died during the swim course. And um, his so, so what basically, basically happened was he kind of stopped and then some guy swam into him and realised something was up, pulled mm. the guys over, and apparently... The um, support crew were just absolutely amazing. They couldn't have done a better job. They had him out of the water in 30 seconds, uh, CPRing him into the water. Mm. Like, the, the work they did was perfect. Right. The thing was, was that the WCC didn't necessarily implement the plan 100%. Right. And so the family were trying to say, well, because you didn't implement the plan 100%, that could have caused negligence, which could have caused. But at the end of the day, they actually did a bloody good job. You right. know, the support crew really couldn't have done anything better. And, yeah. Um, and so the jury basically decided that they were going to let them off. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good thing for the sport. I mean, it's tragedy. And, and yeah, a, oh yes. A it's, tragedy, like, it's a never but, nice situation, eh? But if this had gone against them, I, I hate to think what would happen to Well, it's really sport. hard as well because for the sport, like I'm, I don't know what they didn't do to, you know, to be 100% to the T, but for the sport, you know, they no one wants this. And, and this is one of those things that, is going to happen occasionally, yeah, yeah. and it's just kind of unavoidable. And, yeah, 
you know so you know as far as WT is concerned they, they did a really great job and actually helped, helping doing it's, the best thing they could do And it's interesting you say that because I mean that's the key thing you, all, all you can do is basically have support um, staff on the water that yeah. can get people to the shore and have your medical people on the shore I mean yeah. sure if they've been negligent in that area you yeah. know if they don't have one support person for 2,000 people or something yeah. like that that may have been a good you know a good argument but they were going for like 4 or 5 million bucks really yeah yeah so it was, it was, yeah, it's a pretty good read. I'll put a link to it at tryjuice.com and uh, we'll put a link to it when we're there on this week's show, www.imtalk.me. I had to, to reprimand somebody this week who sent me an email in about some coaching and said, Iron Man Talk, and I said, give me 20. <laughs> right now. Give, give me 20. But then he said he's only just found it a couple of weeks ago, so I said, oh, chose, uh, maybe you haven't caught up yet. I don't really do that anymore. I don't do the Iron Man Talk anymore. Hey? It's installed yeah, it's, in me. It took a while. Good. It's good. It took a while, but it happened. Okay, last week's discussion. So we got an email through from... She who prefers not to be named about discussion of the week. And the discussion really was, should bikes hold the same place in triathlon races? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so in some races for people who can't do the run, they'll do the bike option. And, you know, and, and sometimes people who do that race feel that they're kind of a second-class citizen mm-hmm. and they don't get as much recognition <clears throat> at the prize giving. And, and you know what? It's just not as much love for them. That's right. And That's so we want to know what you thought. You go, John. Here we go. Mel James, hang on. Let's hang a sign at the dojo door. I'm a big girls blouse triathlon 2009. The following is allowed. Speed knitting in lieu of the bike leg. Why not swim on a lilo? Flated airbed. How about running in comfy slippers wearing a mankini? Triathlon is swim, bike, run. Any other variation by definition is not a triathlon. Pretty harsh words. Pretty, so, so he's, he, no, he's hard. Yeah. Okay, Duncan the Lifesaver Smith is a one-time rugby player whose knees have seen better days. With a 40th birthday on the horizon, and an bike starts to look very appealing. Iron Man and any of its derivatives remain a very personal challenge. From the races I have attended, I've never detected any malice from one finisher or group of finishers towards another. Mm. That's a pretty good point. Richard Marlowe, should there be an uh, bike at the same place? Yes, the more events, the better. Um, Appeal to a wider range of people. Obviously, it won't be a triathlon, and I don't suppose anyone's suggesting it is. It's a separate event. With the course all set up, it makes sense to be uh, for it to be run alongside. E.g., marathons are run over a two-loop course with options to either do a full or a half, and often a 10k as well. Um, aquabike could also be some people's route to try. Having done an aquabike, people may uh, then feel the need to step up to the full triathlon. Nice, Christopher Leg. Uh, do people who have any issues with with oh, do the people who have issues with aquabike also have issues with team relays? Which is a pretty good point, mm, isn't yes. it? I uh, can't say it bothers me the slightest. I'm happy to see people getting out there and competing. Nice. Mm. And my last one, uh, Bradley Carroll. No, the slowest Ironman ish, uh, finisher, or any finisher for that matter, should get more post-race recognition than the fastest aquabiker. Imagine how absurd it would be for a marathon DNFer with the fastest 21 split, 21k split getting more recognition than any other finisher. Well, Vegan, because obviously you may have read a few people, as any said, there's a couple here, actually, you might do this one. Uh, Jay Waters, did you do that one? No, you didn't, no, no, no. no. Do you have a Ferrari? Many people want one, but can't have one for whatever reason. So why not let them drive a Mini? A Mini is a Mini, and you can obviously get it's still a Mini, and I can get to drive my Ferrari. But just make sure, damn sure, a Mini isn't in the fast lane. Triathlon is similar. So, ooh. If people want options, let them. But an Aquathon is never going to be a triathlon. Just keep it where it belongs, <coughs> wherever that is, and don't let it get in the way of the main event. But then Fagan, which yeah. I did notice he's put no name in there, because normally he puts feed in the deliverer, right. and I'm calling him full force vegan. And what's your name? Mr. Consistent. So he's got three names, really, hasn't he? 
Love it. Hang on. Hang on, John. Right. Hang, Hang on. on. Back it up. It's a category or an event in a race. There should be recognition for excelling in it. So if there's an Equifine auction, why shouldn't there be a prize me- or medal or whatever for finishing winning? Or slash winning. Next thing you know, you'll give Iron Kids t-shirts for not going to the two, <laughs> two, six Ks. A lot better to say, uh, wait, wait, the more events, the better I say. The more rewards the more people are likely to get involved. Let's not be elitist about a mass participation sport. That's right. John, your thoughts? Well, I think most people, this is my thoughts, that do aquabike options, it's not because they're being pussies, and that's sometimes people here are saying, oh, they just need to harden up. Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, not all cases, they simply cannot run. Yeah. And they want to do the sport. Yep. So I, th- I like the idea of having um, an aquabike option, um, but I think it should be differentiated by um, a T-shirt and by a different medal. So, yep. um, so you know, they, they get rewarded for doing an aquabike. Obviously, a triathlon is always going to be harder because the running is the hardest part of the, of the day, and it's at the end. Yep. Um, uh, and I agree with a couple of comments there. They should be start, starting separately to the individual race. They should start with teams. Is it going to be harder? You know, let's say you're going to do an aqua bike. You're going to treat it as a different kind of race. Yeah. And you're going to you'll maybe smack the swim harder and smack the bike a lot harder than what you would if you were going to be running. Uh, I think uh, it's it's hard. To, uh, it's, no, no. I think you know in terms of. Um, you know, doing say a standalone bike race versus a standalone running race. Yeah, they're both going to be really, really hard. But you're going to end up being a lot more fatigued from the running race than you are the bike race, just because of the muscular you're damage. Digging some holes no, yeah. from the muscular damage that's going to be caused afterwards. I'm saying they're equally as hard, but listen to me. I'm not backing up. I'm just explaining my point. So, so you're saying running's harder than cycling? Sorry. I'm saying running has more muscular damage and the fatigue afterwards is more than cycling. Okay. We'll, we'll do a little test. We'll go do, I'll go do a running race and you go do a bike race. I'm sure I'll be more fatigued. I don't know. Race. When I was doing those soccer races, those like benchmark ones, they were pretty they were very, very, very hard. at the end of that. But I bet you the next day, if you'd done a maximum effort um, 10K, you'd be sore, more sore the next day. Guarantee it. People can back me up on that if you want. Just, just post, post whatever you want on this week's blog. So I think uh, as long as they have a separate start, separate T-shirt, probably a separate medal, then people I think will give the, start giving them more credit. I think where the, where it becomes um, people start become frustrated as if they get um, a triathlon finishes medal when they haven't actually finished a triathlon yeah. or a triathlon T-shirt, or they get as much credit. Um, but I do as think the that, that you know if you're going to have a ceremony at the end celebrating all the winners, you'd want to have that aquapark as a part of the option. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that we've got to be aware of is that a lot of races struggle and aquabike options are really oh. good way of getting more people involved and yeah. you know like it's hard for an event organiser to make money and the way they do it is to get more options for the race say eh? they mm. get you know your triathlon your half your full you know like the crush I mean this Ashburton half Ironman they're going to be doing a half marathon as a part of the day mm. and you know it, they've got to do that to get people there and so if the aquabike's an option well it's good for our sport because it gets more events happening the, the one thing I would say about the aquabike option and I think that was another point that, that she who not be named um, made is they shouldn't be paying the full fee if they're not doing the full race yeah it's true you know, don't you should, hate that you should be paying like two thirds or three quarters the, the entry fee because you're not utilising all the stuff on the <laughs> but, that, but that's like team racing hey oh, you oh, team Roger <laughs> they just basically pull your pants down <laughs> <go> for it <laughs> they because it's a shocker like, you pay like 600 bucks to do a swim or something yeah per person it's like yeah. oh it's ridiculous that, that is a shocker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like may, you know maybe you could charge a little bit more than what you normally would for a marathon because it's a team but they charge like the whole triathlon race hey? yeah yeah that's, that's <laughs> raping and pillaging okay <laughs> Well, good old James Maguire sent through this week's question. It's a really good question, actually quite topical because we were talking about this before. 
Do we think that we should have you have to pass a swim test before drink uh, swimming in an open water Ironman race? Mm. Mm, that's a really good question, eh? I think it is. And uh, maybe what do you think the swim test should be as well? Yep. So if do, you think if you, you think you should, yeah. And then what should it be? Mm. Mm. So we'll leave that discussion for next week. Discussion of the week. Um, anything else, John? No, a bit of music would be great okay. about now. Okay, I'll check it on right now. Age Grouper of the Week. Uh, good old Dave. Good old Dave who? Dave. Dave Latoit. Nice. Is that what you reckon? Something like that. Yeah. Letteretta. Letteretta. That's what I've got. Dave. So you get the, you tell get... Bevan or who's right, Bevan or John. Oh, well, you, well, you always wrote on names. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, basically, we've got Chuck Sloan. I love the name Chuck. Well, he's kind of, what he's kind of done here, he's sort of got a... Um, and age groupers of the week, and Bevan will tell the story. So it's Chuck Sloan is, is the primary um, candidate. And, and he's also got Jennifer Johnson. Support Act. And they're from Tucson. Tulsan. Tulsa. Oklahoma, is it? Yeah. It is. USA. A former Olympic specialist, Chuck has had a variety of successes racing short-distance events. US age group triathlon champion, 30-34. That's a bloody good effort, eh? In, in the States, it's very difficult to make the age group team for Worlds. I often have a bit of a, um, a not a go at, but I think in New Zealand it's very, very easy to make uh, But that's just because the participation in exactly, that sport huge. It's often harder to make the US team than it is to place high in the World Champs. Yep. So it's quite an achievement. Do they do well in the World Champs? Yeah, Americans do. Yeah, they do. do. Yeah, age group racing. And he's also been the duathlon national champ as well, so he's a bloody good athlete. And moved up to start racing longer distances in 2008. He won the Vineman 17.3 age group of 30 34. And fourth overall, shit, that's, that's pretty good, eh? Solid, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Chuck recently raced at Ironman Quarter Lane, his first Ironman, finishing sixth in a ridiculously strong 30 to 34 age group, and securing a Kona qualification spot for this October. He secured that spot with the 257 marathon, fifth fastest overall of the day. Very solid, yeah, that's bloody awesome, isn't it? And ran his way from 25th on the bike to the sixth spot. So nice. that's cool, eh? Imagine getting off the bike, going, okay, I gotta. That, that's off. in his age group so if he's passed you know whatever 20, uh, 19 people in his age group God knows how many people he passed on the actual course mm. it wasn't so much the result that set Chucks apart from what he faced and how he handled it during the final 8 weeks of preparation before the race on dealing on top of dealing with illness and professional job stresses beyond the norm it was the tragedy that struck about two weeks before the race that tipped the scales. Three cyclists in the Chuck community were struck down by a drunk driver on a popular cycle route. Sadly, two of the cy- three cyclists, uh, for three, two of the three, three cyclists, it was fatal. The cyclists were well known, and one of the cyclists was a close friend of Chuck's, his sister's boyfriend. Oh, that really sucks. In a show of class, Chuck put out many things including his training ahead of himself when his family and friends were in need. As many of us all know, the preparation in racing Ironman races can be selfish at times, but being the first-class individual he is, Chuck was anything but selfish. It was clear when speaking to him, uh, he, uh, him leading up to the event, he would be racing with his heart first. Fortunately, he was able to clear his head on race day and for nine and a half hours to compete. Running with fury and a smile on his face, Chuck continued to show his class, his time athletic, um, and by rising to the top and ex- executing a brilliant race in less than optical training and situations. In all honesty, as I write this, maybe I should be writing Age Groupers of the Week. Chuck's girlfriend, 
uh, Jennifer Johnson, Tulsa, Oklahoma, had a, to deal with the same tragedy and also the illness in the lead up to the race. She, like Chuck, ran away into a qualification position by finishing fourth in the age group of 30-34 while well, executing a terrific race as well. Those from their community that know these two uh, will verify the tendency with which they race, a uh, tenacity, I should say, with which they race and the class in which they carry themselves. That's pretty awesome, eh? That's solid. That's We're talking about a lot of death and stuff today on today's show. It's a, it's a bit of a sad show in some ways, isn't it? And then, like, man. Very solid. But uh, for both of them, you know, like, death is, you know, like, you know I've never experienced death and of someone close, and I'm yeah. kind of fortunate in that way in my life. And, and it, like, it just would be a horrible thing, I imagine. And to, to actually stay focused on to achieve this goal, and I'm sure you probably both of them went out in memory of, you know, their your family member and you know like it's just a pretty sad thing eh it's also I mean it highlights you know I mean he's maybe lost a bit of training there but it goes to show on the training side of things if you do miss a little bit here and there in the last eight weeks it's not the tragedy it's not an absolute tragedy you can still go out there and run solidly but I think I think the other thing as well is it shows how important emotion can be oh totally you know yeah. like I'm sure Chuck when there's you know there's maybe 10k to go and he had a few more people to pop off yeah. he was he was digging deep and he was digging deep in memory of that person and yeah. so you know, like it's yeah, it's it's you know it's a pretty Very sad time, sad. but pretty impressive for both of them to get out there and have an amazing race. So, so how we get to meet them in Kona? That's right, yeah. Chuck and Jennifer. Jennifer, you are our age, age groupers, groupers of the week. week. One, two, three, four, high five! I noticed last week you actually joined in on my my Did intro. I? Yeah, oh, I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, back it oh, up. Okay, so we're doing triathlon etiquette, and this week, last week we did the swim. Yeah. Oh, you got six this week. Good work. Yeah, nice, nice. And uh, and this week we're doing triathlon etiquette on the bike. And your first one did crack me up a little bit because right. we we kind of we're a bit of a hypocrite now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So point number one: no peeing, no <laughs> pooing, no spitting, no clearing nostrils or throwing things at other athletes unless they're consistently in your draft. Oh, so. I didn't read the second part of it. Ah. So, so in that case. Pull over them. <laughs> if they're in your draft zone, you've got free reign to do that. So that's really where this um, whole thread sort of uh, came from, is whoever sent that email in last week said that somebody passed them and then cleared their nostrils directly in front of them. It's so the weird thing about cycle racing, because mm. in cycle racing it's all pack riding and, and mm. people always snotting everywhere, mm. and it always gets over you. I don't, I put it in my hand. That's what makes cycle racing so hard. Right. <laughs> well, those 10k races, you just chunder over each other and slap it on. Tell you what's, I'm finding quite um, bamboozling. <laughs> bamboozling is in, in the uh, ITU races that are going on now, the World Champ Series. Is often sometimes the athletes like are passing each other drink bottles, like you know, that's how they go through an aid station and uh, oh, so it's so like some, each other out. Some, yeah, say you're running side by side, and one of them misses a, a bottle, the other guy will hand them a bottle. I'm like, it's very gracious of them. Yeah, that's very nice. Of and them, often it? it's been like the slower athlete passing the athlete who's clearly going to go on and win the race. A bit of a trick. It's like here you go. Yeah, then what's they get, about? And then one of them, like I think it was Alistair Brownie, took a drink and then he went, like, see you later, and just smoked him. <laughs> so maybe, that's maybe, interesting. Oh, it wouldn't be a rule, would it? No, there's no rule. But I tell you what, one thing they do do in the uh, ITU. ITU races is they'll have uh, sealed bottles on the all the aid station oh, things so, so you, you know you're not getting sunk. Although angry. they're mainly dealing with pros here. Like with oh, the totally the age pros. Don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Okay, number two. Uh, do not pass others and then slow down, especially if riding in a legal group. You Don't you hate that? Oh, yeah. Oh, they pass you and then they slow down and you think, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. 
They get all keen. It's very frustrating. Yeah. So don't do it. We're talking etiquette here, and it's bad etiquette yeah. to do that. If you, if you, but the problem is, I can understand if you're newer to the sport and you don't really understand the, the gain of the draft mm. because you think, shit, I'm doing all right here. I might take some time at the front. Mm. I'm keen in this guy, and then you get in front and you're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you start to die. Yeah. So if you do it once and then they pass you again, just sit on, you know, sit in the draft zone or out, you know, yeah. legally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and just take the advantage. Okay, now I, wasn't, was, I wasn't quite sure on number, point number three because it's kind of... Um, no, this is a very important nice point, John, because it, it's it's painful. It is. So it is, do not wear see-through or well-worn bike yeah. shorts. And yeah. This really applies to training and racing. Yeah. But when I th- because if you, you, you Especially because you don't wear underwear underneath that. Yeah, you, you, you'll know what we mean if you're inexperienced and you haven't done this. When you see, there's, there's, there's butt cracks everywhere. You know, it really is. But then I thought about this, and I thought, well, if you're that close to being able to see somebody's butt crack, you're probably a little bit too close. You'll oh. probably still see a bit of crackage at seven metres. So. <laughs> yeah, a bit of crackage at seven so, um, so basically, just... just <laughs> get a bit of crackage at seven. <laughs> just pull out your best, your best pair for, bike for for race day so we don't get any crackage. Yeah, and you really need to get so you get your partner at home, yeah. bend over in front of them. Do the shower, the Yvonne Van Vlerken shower test. <laughs> yeah. Put a bit of water over yourself, get it on video, put it up on YouTube, and we'll be the judge. <laughs> we'll be the judge. You're on fire today, mate, right. I must say. Uh, no littering on the course other than banana skins or other biodegradables. Really important, eh? You know, we're, like, we're here, what is it? Um, take photos and what is the one that they have in all the tourism places? Oh, I don't know. Take photos, but leave nothing else. Leave no footprints or something. Yeah, right? leave footprints only or something. Yeah, you know, like you know, I know it's your big day and you're doing a big thing, but it doesn't take two seconds to put your bloody rubbish in your back pocket. There is what I mean. In most races, you can litter in the drop zones. The drop zones yeah. um, as you're going through aid stations, that we can. Ch- that's when you can chuck some rubbish out. But um, there's no. Because I was watching a cool. documentary the other day uh, called I don't know. The world's going to die, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I was saying, John. We don't need to save the environment. We need to save the human race because the environment's going to be around when we die. That's right. Yeah, so, mm. you know, save the human race. That's right. Heal the world. That's right. Make it a better place. That's right. For you and, and for me, me and the entire human race. No. <laughs> Isn't that what I thought you were saying to sing We Are The World saying? No, it's fucking cheeks up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe I didn't listen to enough of our wacko. Anyway, um, number five. Number five. This kind of pulls into number two a little bit. Yeah. Uh, except that different athletes will have different strategies on the bike when it comes to um, climbing and descending. So yeah. this is especially even more prevalent now that with the, the use of power meters. You know, a lot of the time athletes are going to be wanting to sit within a zone, sit within a zone, keep an even power power output during the day. If you don't have a power meter and you and you like to hammer the hills, and you're going to go surging past people on the climbs, and likewise on the descent, some people descend better than others. Some like to keep their power up. So on the hills, um, just just accept them. Don't get angry at people if they start. Yeah, it's hard at that time. Slowing right? down or if they start speeding up. Um, everybody's got their strategy on that. On the flat, as we said, you want to keep an even pace. But on the hills, it might be quite yeah, a good. If you're slow down the hills, if you're a little bit kind of, you know, afraid of going down the hills, do you think you should keep more to the oh, left? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or to the right if you're in. Yeah, depending on what part of the world you're in. But keep to the side, and, that, and that's yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you know, if you're going slower, don't take up the real fast middle of the lane because. Mm. You know, fast athletes are going to come down fast and it could be dangerous for you as well. Okay, number six, last one. Play by the rules. Drafting, blocking, slingshotting, crossing the centre line. Please do not do it. That's right. 
It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. You don't go John. crossing the, the centre line, do you, Bevan, and go riding on the wrong side of the road. That would be stupid, John. Unacceptable. Unless you're in a different country and you forgot what country you're in. That's right. And you're out by yourself. That's and right. that would be acceptable. Yes, okay. Yes, very good. Okay, put some more music on, John. More Here music. we go. Here we go. Here's some music. Website of the week. Did you watch the golf? Uh, I very vaguely. It, yeah. was, it was a bit sad, wasn't it? Well, it was kind of weird. I'm like, I'm in two two minds about. It. So we're talking about the British Open golfing yeah, and yeah, Tom, Tom Watson. Um, I mean, he kind of blew it, didn't he? It was his own fault, really. Yeah, he crumbled a little just on the last hole. He, he, well, he could have won it if he got like a two hundred meter putt. Yeah, but I'm kind of in two minds. I think awesome performance by the old fella. Yeah, in fifty nine. I think we're entitled to call him a little bit old. Yeah, I think we are. Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, shouldn't a 59 shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be able to win an elite sporting contest. But that's what's amazing about yeah. it. You know, like, like that course is epic. You know, mm. like, like I think only three guys got under par or four guys got under par. Mm. You know, and, and oh, it was a pity because it would have been one of the greatest sporting things ever, really. It would have been mm. up there with some of the greatest things to have ever happened. So a little bit sad. But anyway, who's going to win the cricket then? It's already over. Oh, who won? England. Oh, did they win, did they? Yeah. Oh, I just okay. won't be happy. <laughs> yeah, get your poms. Very dodgy decisions there. Yeah, three of them, yeah. Got anyway. on them, eh? Got on them. Anyway, now, back to website of the week. Good old Daniel from Germany. What was the... Da- German Gazette. The German Gazette. Try226.de. Now, one thing we know about the Germans is they love triathlon, don't no, they? There is an English button on here. The link we'll have is to an English uh, part yep. of this. yep. But and they love triathlon, the Germans, eh? Oh, they love it. They really do, eh? Well, I had a guy that I coached, Flip, who went over and raced Good old Flip, that's a great name. Yeah, race wrote, and he just said he couldn't believe how fast they were. He said, like, if he'd done, he's in the 40-44 or 45-49, I think yep. it's 40-44. Have a good day. Uh, okay, until the second half of the run was a little average. I mean. But, but, um, <laughs> but he just said, you know, even if he'd done, like, a 10.30 or something, he would have been, like, 150th at his age group. Yeah, yeah. So um, the standard in Ironman racing in Germany is very, very high. And they just and love very it, like, deep. And, like, because one thing about the road supporters is they have the knowledge of the sport. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you go to a lot of Ironman races, and it's a lot of family and friends who have their one person who's doing their big event, and they're great supporters. But you go to Germany, man, and they just, they love it, eh? Mm. They lap it up. So there's some cool things on this um, site that I want to highlight. It's, so it's try two two six. It's a news kind of website, isn't it? Yeah, but what they've got on the, <laughs> under the English section, I'm not, they must have a lot more under the German section. Is um, you can pick races and you can go like the, all all the winners from all the Ironman Hawaii races. Um, okay, where am I going? If you click on on there, so we can uh, go. You know, it gives us a list of every single person who's won the Kona Ironman since 1978. Wow! Um, and then you can go through and look at Mark Allen is impressive. It looks pretty cool. Like, it is. One, two, three, four, five. Five years in a row. Yeah, uh, and then you can go to other Ironman races. It's got all the winners um, placed there. The other cool thing it's got, if you go back a page, Bevan, is it's got some really good. Um, Video clips on the right hand side. Uh, there's oh, Iron Man videos. Classics. It's got like the Julie Moss finish. Do you know what, John? What? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. It's going to take you to. And guess who put that on there? Even Isles. James Isles put that on there. So, I don't get the credit for that. It's got the uh, Iron Man New Zealand finish with Ken Glar and. And guess uh, what, John? Paulie guess Kerr. who put that on there? Dave Scott versus Mark Allen. Bevan Isles. Bevan Isles. Put that up there as well. Yeah. So if you want to see some of the really classic Ironman um, finishes, uh, 
get up there. It's also got Bev and Doherty and uh, Chris Gemmell sprint finish in an ITU race. One thing I'm into is if you're going to go to websites that you use, and one way they make money is obviously advertising, but if they have the Google Ads, just click on a link, makes them a little bit of money, you know, nice. if it just made them some money, which is good. Yeah. Yep. So, fitness single, I'm not single, so I don't need to do that. No. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you get on there, it's uh, it's got lots of cool stats and information, upcoming races, uh, how triathlon sort of began, lots of data. Uh, so get on there. You can geek out, can't you? You can geek out. You can geek out. So there's a lot of people that do this geeking out at, at work. You know, just, <laughs> just sick of the day. Just get on here, have a little play around. Get, do you think work should ban certain websites? Do you think? Oh, uh, totally. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. If I, if, I, if I owned a business, I'd hell yeah. Oh, yeah, so you'd be a control freak, wouldn't you? I wouldn't be a control freak. It's just a time-wasting thing. If they're at work, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, you give them work. People work. They get their work done. Right, I would John, love to we'll see. would lose half our audience of people. No. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe there's some exceptions. <laughs> some exceptions. You have to download podcasts and listen while they work. Yeah. You can listen while you work. But you wouldn't allow Facebook at work, would you? But, <laughs> about Athlinks, but not Facebook. <laughs> So, yeah, the answer is I would uh, ban internet use. I wouldn't work for you. No. <laughs> I'd be I'm out the door. I'd take this job and shove it. Okay, then, so that was the website of the week. Uh, well, let's put some more music on, John. Questions and answers. And comments. And, co- and comments. <laughs> Okay, well, the first one, we've got a few questions here, but the first one is, we've got a few people emailing about this, but Chris, um, Craig Kirkwood was the first one, and, and uh, he basically, I've actually got his email up here, I'll read what he says. Uh, the Danes, okay, so basically, hey guys, the Danes haven't had anyone do a sub-213. This, this is reference to Rasmus Henning interview last okay, week. Okay, so yeah, Rasmus Henning, in our five questions at the end, hmm. said, you know, what do you think you could do a marathon? And, he's, and he said, I think I could probably do a 212. Yeah. And I did go, really? <laughs> and he goes, yes. And, and we didn't push it. And we've had a few people kind of giving us a hard time saying, why didn't you dig deeper? And it, to be honest, it's our five questions at the end. It was, yeah. you know, it's a throwaway thing we do at the end. So, you know, whatever. But anyway, the Danes haven't done a sub-213 marathon in 20 years. What makes Rasmus Henning think that he's capable of doing it? I can't believe you guys didn't pull him up on that when he said that I could run a 212. Uh you should know that that time is very, very well no we knew it was very very fast <laughs> but I'm sorry but no triathlete on the planet is capable of running that fast without a couple of years of dedicated run training and even then I would doubt it this is especially evident when you look at the uh, the calibre uh, of athlete on the New Zealand time trials of the top 20 times of all time so we've got um, oh these are the Dean guys aren't they Danish Danish guys so top, top 20 times it goes from a 209 in the in, and that was like in 1961 back in those days I'm wondering if there was a little bit of assistance given and good old New Zealand wise your brother Dixon the best he did was 208 yeah and then Dick Quack did 210 Paul have you heard of him Ballinger Ballinger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So New Zealand times, you know, the top guys are around about the sort of 210 mark, um, 210 to 212, and, and the Danish guys, like, nobody's done anything for years uh, fast there. So we didn't pull him up, and I think if he'd really thought about it, he probably would have said something a little bit different. Richard Swan was also saying there's no way he could do that. I reckon um, the, the top triathletes would probably run around about 220. Okay, but like let's that. say 220. But let's say Resnes did commit two years to training. Do you think a top triathlete 
we have to get not, there fast. Not quite that fast. It's I think fast, they, they, go, they go sub 220. I mean, I, th- I think of um, a local example. We've got a guy in Christchurch who was a very, very good Jew athlete, and he did a few half Ironmans as well, um, Mark Bailey. Mark Bailey yeah. And I, I seem to remember he used to run about 66, I think, for a half marathon. Yeah, he did like a 64. Yeah. Yeah, or 63. So, yeah, he was and, and, and he was on par with, I'd say, the top uh, people like Bevan Doherty and so on. So, yeah. you know, we, we look at the 10K times for the triathletes, whether the course is accurate or not, they're not always accurate on the, on the the ITU course, they're, yeah. they're running around about 30 minutes, yeah. um, and so I'd like to think in a, in a fresh race um, they could probably run a little bit under that, in a half marathon, as you said, they could probably run a low a, a low 60s, yeah. in the low 60s so for a marathon, I don't think they could get down to 2.12, um, but I think they could break 2.20 Maybe high, high 2.10s or 2.20 yeah. yeah, so, be interesting to see wouldn't it it would be, but I don't think we'll see it because if you do that in a race, you're not going you know yeah. to get, get anywhere so you're not gonna get what's going to now, 2.04 isn't it Something like that. I love that. I think, that. I think that's amazing. It's probably yeah, not the hardest race in the world, but yeah. No, no. If you do a bike race, then maybe it's a bit harder. <laughs> so anyway, we're not, and in the future, we're not. If people do say say times, we're probably not really going to pull them up because no, because it's just a quick five. At the quick end. five at the end. Okay, good old Graham Robinson sent through this one, and he's saying. Uh, Basically, there's some research done that's saying that riding your bike for a long time is not going to be good when it comes to producing sperm. There was some, yeah, there's some studies here that was, I think it was, had, yeah, a, had, exactly. a, had a number. Um, I think if you're doing more than about... It's only a 4% drop. Yeah, but I think... But if, if you're doing 186 miles a week on your bike... Was it a 4% drop or was it, was, it was quite, I thought it was quite Oh, no, it, it would take you, okay, 15% less photo, but it's a 4% drop. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it says fallen to 4%. That's what I thought it said. Oh, so that's a massive drop. Oh, okay, sorry. So if, if you're um, basically riding more than 300Ks a week on their bikes, uh, they have less than 4% normal-looking sperm. They did a little bit of a study on some, uh, oh, some Spanish athletes, so that's a really significant drop. However... But there's, there's some light at the end of the tunnel, and this test was a little bit weird because one thing they did say is you can't have sex or you can't come yeah. for three days. Right. And so... And then the next article that um, was it Graham sent through... Saying you get better sex if you have sex. I mean, better sperm if you have sex all the time, John. Yeah. So the the, the moral of the story is if, if you want to ride your bike lots, lots you got to have, have sex lots every of day. Nookie. And <laughs> I don't know if I've told you about you know. I don't know if you want to tell me well, this, John. Well, no. <laughs> Back I'm, I'm going out there. Blinda's not going to be listening to the show. Remember when we rode to uh, to, to Queenstown? We, Bevan and I rode 500Ks in two days. I didn't notice the second day you were fired up. <laughs> no, it wasn't the second day. We arrived in Queenstown, and that's when Thomas was uh, conceived. conceived. So that was after 500 And? And we don't know how much did we ride about? 500Ks in two days. Okay, so you proved this theory wrong then, I didn't did. you? did. And well, was Thomas also, a normal kid? Thomas was fantastic. <laughs> Great. And Felicity was uh, straight after road. And I must say... Really? Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, um, okay. I refute this. I, re- I refute this study strongly. Any tips? Oh, P.S. Any uh, tips for avoiding cramp in the feet at the end of the swim in a race? Main thing for cramping in your feet and your, uh, calves. your calves is to obviously do plenty of open water swimming uh, and also to flex your feet a couple of times during, during the swim, the swim yeah. um, because generally most people swim in a pool and they're just going to be pushing off the wall so their calves and, and so on are always going to get a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, when you, whereas in your, when you're going swimming 3.8k, if you keep your your feet in that sort of flex position the whole way through, it's going to put quite a bit of stress on your calves. So each time you maybe go around a, a boy, if it's a couple of laps, just um, pull your feet forward and back a few times, it just takes a bit of tension off your feet, off your calves and your feet. Love your work. Okay, now we've actually kind of already talked about this, but Malcolm James sent through, or Mel James sent through this one, 
saying that he did a race called, what was the race called? The Cowman yesterday here in the UK using, and he used his Oakley Thumbs built in MP3 player. No cords or silver dangly things. Listen to King Clark episode. Uh, just wondering, is it okay to listen to IM Talk if, you, <laughs> if you're going to use an iPod or device? No. Unacceptable. And Unacceptable. a race. Unacceptable to listen to anything. Un- <laughs> yeah, right. Fair enough. Period. Okay. That's it. Okay, okay. Uh, Matt Denton, and uh, all right. With an Ironman on schedule in September, I am taking your advice with the three year half Ironman training, or three half Ironman races spread out. My training plan I smashed the first one, staying on Ironman pace, of course, and have the second one planned for a week and a half. I am toying with the idea of making a 101 distance training race. What do you think? Am I thrashing myself too much, or would this be a good thing? My race is September the 6th, so would this be about 11 weeks out? So apologies, Matt. We're probably you've probably done and dusted this race yeah. at this stage, so we can't always get to emails as quick as we um, sometimes like to. Yeah. But look, I think you know, <coughs> eleven weeks out, you're perfectly safe to go out and do um, a good, strong half Ironman race. One on one's obviously getting a little bit further out there, but I think um, it's not going to kill you. Yeah, is it? yeah. We've often talked about doing simulation races through your Ironman build-up, and I generally say do do one um, half Ironman simulation at Ironman pace around about every four weeks. And I'd say you know, at least two of those could easily be um, be race situations, ideally sort of maybe at the start and in the middle, but you wouldn't want to do all four uh, as half Ironman races unless you were going to do them as a really controlled, controlled effort. Okay, I've got a couple of other things I've got to say here. I was at the fish and chip shop the other night, mate, and, right. uh, the local fish and chip shop down the road from my place, Which one? from Joe's house. Oh, okay. No, in town, it's called Fishmongers. Here we go. Fishmongers, yeah. Did he give you free fish and chips for that? Gave me free fish and chips. Oh. But the thing is, is, Richard Collins is the guy who owns it. He listens to the show. And so Joe and I are in there and we're reading the magazines, have a bit of yarn. He comes up to me and he goes, hey, You've been from Iron, Iron Talk. He didn't say Iron Talk, he said Iron Talk. And I said, yeah, mate. And he said, here's your fish and chips for free, mate. I'm going to that place. So I'm going to go there. It's, honestly, and yeah, I'm not no, just saying this because they gave free, free fish and chips. No, that, uh, I've, uh, that is a good place. They're they, one of the best places in town. And they make the best fish. They do the best fish and chips and really good quality fish. And Joe get the crumb fish. I get hot dog and donuts myself. But, yeah. And, and beautiful fish and chips. And just honestly, if you're in Christchurch, that's your new local fish and chip shop. It's, one, it's in town. It's down... On Victoria um, Street. Yeah, across from um, sort of down have by... Have you been there, Vix. yeah? I have only been there once or twice, but it is renowned as very, very good fish and chips. And Richard, um, I'm going to be paying you a visit soon. <laughs> <laughs> you want been, free fish and chips? I've been wanting fish and chips for ages. and um, I never used to do them. I don't do fast foods, but Joel and I will occasionally, maybe once every couple of months, we'll get some fish and chips. And we always go to Fishmongers. God, you've got me quite excited, Ben. <laughs> I have to say, get it tonight, yeah. mate. <laughs> you're excited. sick, you're allowed to treat. Oh, okay, but also, when we were having a bit of a yarn about things, and we were talking about cramping, he's saying he's done a couple of Ironman now, and he's continually getting better, but just cramping at the end of the run is really starting to get to him. And I said, well, maybe he wants to try quinine sulfate. And oh, oh sorry, no, no, carry on. Johnny's yep. having a fit. No, 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 carry on. And so I just thought maybe if you, if, for those, because I've tried it a few times, and it's worked a treat for me, in my earliest stages of my career as an Ironman, it definitely worked for me. And then later on, I didn't really need it because I think my body's probably more conditioned to the longer running and, and yep. being able to handle the Ironman run. But um, for those of you who haven't tried it, maybe if you want to send through an email, just if you've tried quinine sulfate. I've and- got the, I'll, f- I'll figure out the dosage. I've got the dosage written down somewhere on how much you should be taking. Oh, really? Yeah, definitely. Because if you tried it, you don't cramp really, do I you? I don't cramp, so I haven't had But what about your, like, your athletes? Yeah, definitely athletes have used, used it. And, and it's pretty good effective. results? Yep, yep. 
at the end of the day, even if it, some things are placebo effect, and even yep. regardless of, uh, but but most athletes seem to find it works fairly well. We have talked about it in the past, but quinine sulfate. I'm just trying to kill, kill time here because okay, so yep. quinine sulfate is a drug that they invented for old people who sleep at night because mm-hmm. often old people will cramp at night, and so it's really designed for those people. And you have to get it from a doctor, or at least in New Zealand, you do. It's got to be prescribed, yep. and. Uh, but it's, it's really great. It's not a banned drug, so it's not illegal to use it in a race, which is kind of odd, really, but you know, yeah. it's not, so use yeah. it. And, um, and it really just, just helps you stop cramping in that last part of the race. And, you know, so many athletes out there, and I mean especially people who are newer to the sport, cramping is one of the mm. biggest problems you're going to come up against, uh, particularly in that last part of the run. So, you know, go to your, go to your, talk to your coach about it, and uh, John will get the actual numbers. It's not a foolproof thing like cramping. No, cramping no. is caused by a number of things, and if your muscles are just not, accustomed to doing long distances and so on you, you're probably going to cramp anyway but yep. well you, you, you run the risk of cramping so it's not a foolproof um, stop you're still going to make sure you get your electrolytes in go do the right training and it's just another little thing you can add to the mix to, to reduce the risk of it happening so if you're in Christchurch just two things remember quinine sulfate and, and fish mongers honestly and Richard you look out for me just pop us an email Richard if there's any evenings you don't work <laughs> um, this, this damn recession man this damn recession is getting me <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not actually. I haven't really noticed any difference. But Neither really. I'm having a booming year. So. I'll, uh, I'll claim that. Okay. The next one is Will Newbury. He, he sent through an article that he wrote about a race that he did. It was the Ironman Austria Race Report, where they got on try two point two four six dot com, which is another news website. And it's, it's actually a really interesting report. A good report to read. But the most thing I was impressed with John was at the bottom of the report. He's got the family photo and he's got a picture of all the important things in his life, hasn't he? He's yeah. got the wife and and he's obviously got the young kid there. And you know, it's a big achievement. And what else has he got, John? He's got the I am talk jersey. Oh, very nice. Loving the yellow belt too. That's fashion. So, okay. Yep. Yep. So there we go. Good stuff wearing your IM talk. We like to see people wearing their IM talk jerseys when they're uh, in race situations. And, 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 and in family situations. Came fa- yeah. <laughs> 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 but they're for a challenge. I love checking these challenges out there. At your next family photo, you know, like where the whole family gets yeah, together, yeah. we are talk jerseys. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. Oh, okay. I have a picnic together on Sunday. He came fifth of the European Championship, age group championships in Copenhagen a few years ago. Nice. So bloody brilliant. Okay. Good scratch? Yeah, I had a good scratch. <laughs> I had to say hi to Darren. How's that one, Chivas. John? Chivas. Hello, Darren Chivas. And also, we're just killing time because we ran out of time, but Cool Hand Chance Barber did bring up a point. Mm. You hate my bad because it's bad. It's not the Queen's English, is it? No. What about bitching, John? We talked about this last week, though. But well, No, I didn't bring that up. You did. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Bitching's acceptable. My bad is not. Simple. I make the rules. <laughs> you make the rules. No Facebook. <laughs> no Facebook. Athlinks is all you need. I <laughs> Belinda gets pissed off at me. I make rules at home. I just say, right, new rule. <laughs> new rule. That's it. <laughs> You're kind of like a, like a dictator. <laughs> yeah. The dictator of the house. Okay. Lastly, Sean the Porno sent through a great email. Did, you, did he send you this one? So, you so. know, we get these race reports. People do the race reports. And we like to write books, don't we? Mm-hmm. And last week, John's performance of the week was Rebecca, okay, but, but no longer. Revoked, yep. And now who's the race report? Who was it? Richard Ushers. And he sent through an email to all the people on his list. And, yeah, okay, and, it is. Yeah, well, this is what each porno got. Had another race on the weekend in Germany. This one was the main focus for our trip over here and was called Challenge Road. Went really well. Had a fantastic time, as well as a good result with the third place in a, in a really good field. Plus a good time, too. It was a much faster course, though, with very different dynamic, but still very happy with the day. Attached with some photos. Uh, thanks to Michael. Whoa, how do you say that one? Zupanic. 
from the host family and wrote another short novel on how my day panned out. Back in Finland now enjoying some R&R before getting a bit of training and before heading back to winter in about three weeks. Hope all is well. <laughs> <laughs> it's an understated race report, isn't it? Didn't have to mention he went 8.02, <laughs> fastest Ironman time ever by a New Zealand. Oh, I, had, I had a fairly good day. <laughs> Just about passed the former world champion, <laughs> almost closed on second and probably the arguably the third biggest race in the world. Just, just a, you know, not a bad day out there. So it's probably, Kiwi, probably it? one of his biggest. Uh, no, probably wouldn't have been actually one of his biggest payers, but probably one of the biggest pay races in the world as well. So yeah. okay, we'll get it. We'll get him. I was actually going to pop and get him on the show actually at some stage soon. What's it do out there? No, no, we got through the time. Got through the fifty minutes. Sponsors. Who are we going to talk about first, John? Um, you tell me, and I'll get the website. I had a few things to talk about. Uh, Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. It's over here. You talk. Got a few new things happening up on Athletics. Oh, really? Tell me more. But uh, one thing that I'm going to focus on is put, I'm just waiting for the page to come oh, okay. up. Go onto your profile there, Bevan. Okay, my profile, Bevan James Isles, my profile. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's a new club up there anyway. Um, so one thing we want to push a little bit is the WTYDT. What, did what did you, you do, do today? today? So if you want to keep uh, somewhere to keep a little training record and you want to get it out there in the open, and uh, it's a, you know, keeping a training log sometimes helps keep a little bit of pressure on and you don't like seeing no. zeros and things like that uh, happening, uh, you can go on the old oh, Bevan's writing what he's going to do today. Yeah. He's going to run 40 minutes and do some yoga. For an hour. So you can uh, you can chuck that up there. You keep keep suppose, uh, your training log in, in one place or, or what you did. Your friends can see how much training you are or you aren't doing. And you can also do your little Twitter. So you can combine this in with your Twitter. And Bevan, you can explain how that works. Well, so Twitter is 140 characters. It's basically you can write a post of 140 characters. And this will actually link to your Twitter account. So the cool thing about this is that it's going to keep a record in one place for all your training. So you can chuck that on. But then if you want your people who are following you to see what you're doing. Mm. And, and I like Twitter. Like, if you let's say like if you're doing like an epic camp type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where Twitter could be really cool because sure if you're just doing your everyday training you may want to not want to chuck that on Twitter but when you're going to do something that's a bit epic and you may want the people mm. around you to know that you yeah. can click on there and it'll just instantly go to your Twitter account so it's yeah. really cool yeah so yeah. yeah I like the sound of that and speaking of which who was the guy who was doing the Tour de France which guy on um, uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. he pulled out okay yeah he said yesterday it was the end of it was game over <laughs> yeah. so it was the guy we talked about a couple of weeks ago who was going to try to ride all the uh, racing ride the distance the Tour de France were doing yeah credit to him if he's done that far that's still um, that's still a pretty solid As ten, were ten, up. 10 days or so here is David good old David here we go what, what do you say here we go I'll get down I quit my t- Tour de France ride today I was only about able to get the first through 25 miles and I stopped and gave up haha <laughs> seriously I started with some knee pain on the right knee, saw back and my bike started to slip up. Problems with the front derailleur and rear derailleur not shifting right. Strange clicks in the headset, clicks in my cleats, all noises and clicks that drove me slowly insane. Amazingly, I only got one flat, but it did rain on me almost every day and that's really gets to you as well. And that's the thing, when, you, when you're looking at doing these long distance um, epic training sort of sessions, that's my main concern about the length of New Zealand epic camp is um, yeah. just, just these wear, the wearing out of your body. I'm confident I can handle it mentally and um, 
kind of physically with your, your your fitness endurance base, but yeah. actually the the joints and all that stuff. And, hey? You know your Achilles and your knees and stuff. So you've really got to look after yourself and got to be really focus on all the things just outside training, your sleep, your stretching, um, your, your nutrition. It's, it's, you he said I learned that you even need legal drugs to finish this quest, or a team of riders <laughs> to help you out with the workload, yeah. and a team of riders to help you clean the bike, make the food. You know that's what's going to be Epic Camp, isn't yeah. it? You know, like Epic Camp's a crazy thing, but you only do the training. You know, and you know, as he's saying here, if you've got to do all the other stuff, it's bloody good effort, but and you need some. Uh, I now need some coffees of Hawaii coffee. Nice, and, and and you know, like if he was going to be on athletics and chuck all that stuff on as what he did today, that'd be a pretty cool thing to always look back exactly. on, wouldn't it? Eh? Yeah, and that's what's cool about these types of things is that when you think about your epic training. You know, you may not do this lifestyle forever, mm. and this stuff will be here forever. And you can always go back and think, "Wow, well, until this the internet train. blows up and yeah. explodes." That's right. When John bends it, everyone's work. <laughs> um, so, athlinks.com, check out your profile, Twitter it on, and rock on from there. Coffeesofwhy.com. And as as good old uh, David was saying, you know, when you're doing your epic training, you need a little coffee. You need that can be your drug of choice. Mm. Yeah, legal drug of choice. Mm. 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 You gonna go on Coffees of Why website? Yeah, I'll do that now. You yeah. talk. Uh, you need the website, don't you? I do need the website. I need, yeah. I need content, Bevan. I need content. Okay, here we go. Let's pick a coffee this week. Oh, what what the hell? Got? What's a plant, plantation blog? Plantation blog. I think it's Albert's okay. blog. Oh, here we go. Hey, this is interesting. So, the first canoe. If you are on your internet at work and you're and you're, uh, <laughs> and you're again and trying to board. kill a little bit of time, Albert looks like he's managed to put up here a little bit of stuff um, about some of the the coffees and also some really cool triathlon clips here. He's got uh, something about the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon. He's got a little clip up there. What's that clip up the top there? It's about the canoeing races. The canoeing race. Those things are generally pretty cool to watch. We're not going to watch it now, but uh, they're generally pretty cool. So when you're on the Coffees of Hawaii page, there's a plantation blog. um, Hey, what what you want to do, but as as I'm noticing that he does put a few deals on here. So if you're going to go on Coffees of Hawaii and you're actually thinking about buying something, go to the plantation page, have a bit of read because it's actually really good stuff. But also check out if he's got a bit of a special. So like with this blog here, he's saying we are proud to and excited to celebrate 25% of all our Kanuna-inspired espresso Molokai-style coffee for a limited time. Whole bean or ground. Enter promotion code KOA. How do you say that? Koa? Koa. At checkout. So there you go. Molokai. We always hook you guys up with the deals. How do you say that? You say Maloha. Maloha. I think. No, Maholo. Maholo. Maholo, yeah. We'll have to learn all this so we can speak properly when we go to That's Hawaii. Right. Yeah, we will. That's what right. Say? What do you say? Mahalo. 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 We've probably got that completely wrong. But anyway. Mahalo. Mahalo. Um, so get on there, coffeesofway.com. Use the code. Uh, you can either go to their uh, plantation blog, and there's a few codes there for some super specials, or if you use the code IMTalk, uh, gives you. And one thing I will do is if he's going to do a race somewhere, he'll often have the Coffees of Hawaii kind of, what do you call it, booth? Yep. set up so check out this booth and also say hello to Albert and say will you listen to us and you love his product and make sure you buy some he'll be in Kona with us that is pretty cool eh? they get these big bloody bits of wood or trees yep. and they you know, carve them out into a canoe it's pretty cool, yeah, eh? cool. that's very cool Coff- ok lastly coffeesofawaii.com trybuys.com one stop shop one stop try shop John 20 press ups for uh, for Cam and the boys at Try Buys because our Iron Man Talk logo is still up there. But I must say, they actually got that logo for us. It's it pretty cool, so maybe we'll let them off of that one. Okay, one thing that I'm, I'm actually thinking about doing is doing a bit of off road stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I was doing some modelling the other day. Modelling is ridiculous, John. Yeah. I was doing this modelling and 
For the decathlon, which have you heard of decathlon? Yeah, yeah, decathlon's French, um, kind of like Rebel Sports, big yeah. sporting shop brand. And so I'm, I'm doing modelling for decathlon. Now they took me to Hamner for a day. They they feed you all day, like take yeah. me to beautiful calves, have whatever you want. So I'm lapping it up, making yeah. the most of it. Beautiful day in Hamner, sitting down in the sun, reading the paper. For a day, I was there for eight hours, did an hour's work, yeah. and basically rode up and down like for ten meters, yeah. thousand bucks. Just like that. Yeah. So I was loving it. But we had the, the bike shot I had to do, I had to go out in the forest on a mountain bike. And it did make me think, I'm never going to be a crazy mountain bike. I'm not going to do that yeah. crazy stuff. But some of these nice trails I could yeah. get into. And if you're thinking about doing some off-season stuff, you know, you want to get a bit of variety mm-hmm. into training or, or you like to do some of that stuff, tri have all that exterior stuff for you, don't they? That's right. If you haven't got the gear and you're trying something new. And I don't have the gear. Yeah. And This is your, your one-stop shop. Yep. And they've got <laughs> bikes. They've got apparel. They've got... Accessories, you've got shoes, you've got everything you know. You and then your you've eyewear. got your, your off road sale items. Well, they don't have any eyewear at the moment. Down the bottom, they've got your off road sale, sale items. Let's go down here. You can't, uh, one thing you got to say is when you get the old uh, helmet, the mountain bike helmet, you've got to take the visor off if you're going to get another helmet. The visors are not cool. Well, but if you're a mountain biker, are they cool? See John, uh, you see, I know John's got a. He's going for a bike ride straight after the show, yeah. And and he's looking pretty cool right now, yeah. Because you have got your Avati top on, that's right. You look at and you have got the underlayer as well. He's he's yeah. middle east looking fashion yeah. for a road cyclist. But if you were to be a mountain biker, you wouldn't be cool right now, John. I wouldn't be wearing white. No, are you right there? You, mm. Am I boring you? Yeah, <laughs> you are. Yeah. Because I had to model mountain bike gear, right? And I've got the baggy shorts of the the chamois, yeah, 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 and and I have to admit it did feel quite cool. Why is decathlon doing marketing in New Zealand? Because it's cheap to do models are cheap. So I was a thousand bucks for a day for an hour's work, sure. But over there, you're paying like two thousand euro a day. So anyway, back to trybuyers.com. Um, yeah, they've got all the items on there. They've got the sale items. They've got your baggy shorts there. The women's lib- lib- uh, liberty liberty shorts, which means thirty five percent off at nineteen dollars fifty. They've probably got that little chamois in there. That's a no brainer, mate. Like if you're overseas, look like at New Zealand for those types of shorts. You're paying like one hundred and twenty bucks. I know. It's like we get ripped in New Zealand, yeah, don't we? We get ripped big time. We get ripped big time. So for you guys in New Zealand, do if you're going to be buying anything, check it out. Um, if you're spending, going to spend over 500 US, uh, you get it shipped over here for free. Yeah, anywhere uh, in the world, mate. If you're thinking about getting anything, go to Trybuys first. Check it out. Honestly, they've got great deals. Make sure you go to the sales page. Trybuys, your one-stop shop. Sponsors, John. Athlinks.com. What have you done today? Coffeesofwai.com. Check out the blog. Trybuys.com. Get some new fashion. That's right. So, John, what have you been up to? Oh, we've got an hour. I know, mate. We've done pretty well, haven't we? We're going to struggle. We, we, we were, but we went uh, What have I been up to? Not a lot. I've got a cold, and I had a fantastic week of training last week. 100%. Achilles is just about right, so I'm happy about that. Are you running much? Uh, just slowly building up. I have a 45-minute twang where my Achilles just about snaps in half, um, but up to that stage, I'm now... What, so okay. for 45 minutes, you're in trouble, and then... No, I'm okay until oh, I get to about 45, but then game it's, over. it's getting a little better. Can you handle a bit of intensity right now? No intensity. No intensity. I'm aiming for a 10K race. I think it's on August 8th or 9th. Is that really that wise? I'm, I'm getting into it, yeah. I'm... I'm Train through. I'm, I'm Can't afford fight. injuries, Johnny, but camp's coming. No, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm going to get back on, on my train. bike in December. I've decided. Okay. Because you want to do some riding in Kona. Yes. And, and I figure you're going to get your bike back on December. It might be a little September. bit late. Oh, September. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. doing the weights at the moment. Doing the weights. Yeah. Lots of yoga. Actually, I, I have to say, my body's feeling good for doing it. Yeah. We've got plenty of time. Yeah. You're going to get on my bike ride. I'm boring you again, aren't I? No, I'm just checking my <laughs> time. So you're going to get back on the bike, and you're going to you're going to do some riding with me in Kona. Well, because the thing is, you want to do some riding in Kona. 
I, oh, I'm going to ride as well. I'm going to go and yeah. take my bike. So I don't want you smacking the crap out of me. We're doing the 180. At least once. Are we going to do 180? Yeah. Oh, well, that because I'm definitely getting back on my bike in September. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go up to Harvey and we'll sip, kick back, have a few little drinks, and then we'll roll back down the hill. Okay. Okay, 180. No interviews that day. <laughs> no interviews that day. I've actually got a few cunning plans with interviews. Yeah. John sent me through the list. Go add, you get inspired, don't you? you? You make lists, don't you? I do make That's lists. That's what you do, I noticed. Mm, mm. So, John, I'm, I, I, I watch TV the other night. I don't watch much TV in my life because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of a waste of my time. I don't watch very little, as you've asked me several times. Yes, and... and and I kind of was justifying that the other night. I watched a program called The Bachelor. Have you seen this? Yes. <laughs> what do you think of that program? It's pretty bad. So it's in New Zealand though. They filmed in New it Zealand, was, wasn't it? It was a good advertisement for New Zealand. It mm. was that week. I don't know if the whole show is, mm. but it was, it was pretty beautiful. But the thing is, obviously towards the end of the show, mm. one guy, pretty nice looking guy, you know, mm-hmm. seems pretty respectable. Three pretty hot chicks. Yeah. You know, if you're going to, you know... More cream of the crop than the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. He shags them all. <laughs> no lies. He shags them. I couldn't believe it. So he goes on a date one night, and in the end, they're in the spa, and the camera disappears, and you don't have to put two and two together yeah. and figure it's four. And then and then the next night, he's going to the girl, well, you know, I'm just not sure if there is the intimacy in this relationship. They get a bed together, yeah. and then the next night, it's just the same thing. Shocking. Shocking. And the thing is, you know, like, in normal day life, if, if let's say your sister was going to go on a date with someone, yeah. and she goes to oh yeah, but he's going on a date for the next girl next night, and so on, yeah. what would you say? Uh, run for the hills. Yeah, run for the hills, but baby. It, but in this program, it's encouraged. Yeah. I was shocked and dismayed. Dismayed. What has mm. the world come to? What is it coming to, John? Anyway. I didn't know what to do. What do you got so, on for so the weekend? So you're not going to go and be, uh, put your hand up John, being the, ba- I'm in the love. bachelor? I'm in love, John. Okay. And I'm in love okay. because I didn't shag three girls in three <laughs> nights. As I took time <laughs> and, and and I learned about Jo. Yeah. And, and, and I took time to learn about her. and Stalked her. Stalked her. outside her house. <laughs> what does she do on a Tuesday at <laughs> six o'clock? <laughs> She doesn't know about that job, okay? Okay. And please don't tell her that. <laughs> what are you on for the rest of the, the week? days you spend in the cells. What are you doing outside the restraining order? I think she's a little bit scared of me, but that's okay. <laughs> what are you up to for the rest of the week? Uh, I'm going to try to go for a bike right now. It's not looking, going to look like it's going to be particularly productive, but I'm going to give it a crack anyway. What are you doing long base? Yep. And other than that, this week, uh, don't think there's a lot on. It's just kiddies. Yeah. Life is kids right now, eh? Anytime What's the I've highlight got- to having young kids? Because um, I know there's a lot of hard work, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a grind, isn't it? Just playing with Thomas is the highlight. Just running yep. around and stop, stop, drop, go game. We oh, had, tell had, me about it. We had races along the hallway. And you stop, drops down on his tummy, back up, race to the team. Nice, like burpees, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Nice, you're so, installing muscle. No, good. Smiling. Felicity's smiling a lot now as well, so it's all good. Nice, that's mm, very good. That's the highlights. That's the highlights. Bevan, you got anything exciting happening this week? What's happening for me this week? I'm going to go rock climbing this weekend. That's very good. And I'm going to slip off in the ice. No, no, indoor. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're going wall climbing. Wall climbing. Yeah. You sound quite as dramatic. No, John and I are going to go wall climbing. And I'm going to go for a few runs. Just going to get running slowly, yeah. which is kind of nice. And I can't wait to see The Bachelor on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's this week's show. Iron Russ. Iron Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.